This is Steel City Business, the Sheffield Business Podcast. Hello, I'm James Marriott and this is Steel City Business, brought to you by the team at Rebel Base Media, highlighting the great stuff happening within the business community here in Sheffield. The power failing is pretty much the worst nightmare for, well, any business really. You might lose important data and how are you going to carry on working? Well, Secure Powers MD, Jonathan Morley, might just have the answer. Hi, I'm Jonathan Morley and I'm Managing Director of a company called Secure Power. Okay, uh, obvious first question. Tell me about Secure Power. So uh, Secure Power offers uninterruptible power supplies or backup power for critical equipment to back up during a power failure. Um, so this equipment's there. So if there's a power failure, say a hospital or, um, gosh, on any IT equipment, these batteries keep this equipment up and running so the can, business can carry on functioning. Now, that sounds like something that's that's pretty vital in the world that we live in now and so much stuff that, that needs electricity, so much stuff that's computerised. Yes. Um, where when, when did the business kind of start then? So um, the business was uh, actually registered in 2009, but we didn't actually start trading until May 2010. Um, We basically just went after resellers, so our IT companies, uh, because I was on my own in a large office in Sheffield with a desk in the corner (laughs) uh, planning to make this business work. And um, the easiest way for me to grow the business was to go into uh, customers who've got quite a large sales floor, train their staff up to ask certain questions and then any uh, requirements that came through would come to me and then I would go to see these customers and spec up a solution for them. Um, so that's nearly 10 years ago then. So yeah. it's, it's anniversary yeah. time coming yeah. up soon. That's yeah. great. Uh, how have things changed over the years then? Um, I think the market's got a lot more competitive. When I when I set up, it was in the midst of the recession. So it was like a make or break sort of move for myself. I mean, I was 24 at the time when I set up the business. Um, and I'll be honest with you, the first three months, I didn't have any orders. I didn't have any business come through. So um, it was quite a bit of a concerning time. Yeah, um, I can imagine. And then we won a, a quite a, a large contract in Leeds. And then it seemed to flow from there. Um, we seemed to get more business and more orders were coming in. And more we proved ourselves with some of these um, companies, they pass our name on to other businesses and then recommend us there as well. And, and then the the business just seemed to snowball from there and grow and grow and grow, and it has done every year uh, it's traded. So that's yeah. brilliant. Um, so start, starting up in the midst of a recession is quite an interesting point. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll come back to that one. Um, so where do you find yourself now? From those early days of just you in the corner sat at a desk by yourself, <laughs> um, what? How does that picture look now? So uh, now I've got um, obviously I was on my own, so I was doing everything, selling, uh, being the bad cop for chasing money, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, but now I've got a really good team, strong team around me um, where we've got a sales, so like a product sales. We've got like a maintenance sales department. We've got admin. We've got engineers. We've got uh, Beth, who's in marketing. Uh, I'll give her a shout out because she's doing a great <laughs> job. Um, we've just got really good. I mean, key for the, any business really is the staff and, and the people that work for it. And we're very, very, well, I'm very, very fortunate um, that I've got a really strong team around me that, that have all got the same ambition to push this company on uh, and make it the best that it can be. So how many uh, people have you got in the company now? So uh, we've got, at the moment, we've got 15 like sort of sales and admin staff and then we've got six engineers uh, at the moment. All right, okay. But we're, we're, we are looking to expand on, on that um, as we're winning larger and larger contracts. 
So, um, what I, I guess the question here is, what kind of what kind of clients do you find yourself working with, and, and has it changed over the years? Um, we've got quite a, a large array of different types types of customers. So we've got customers that take our sort of expertise and then sell it on to their customer. But then we've got some customers like end clients and user clients, we call it. So um, like uh, we look after like Eurostar uh, in the UK and France and um, we did Westville Shopping Centre, another big one, uh, Selfridges. Uh, we've got some really big customers that we look after their backup power. So the last thing they want is if they've got a busy uh, trading floor um, and obviously people are buying products, they can't just say to the customer, sorry guys, you're going to have to leave. We can't, we can't sell you anything. Um, so we have got a wide array of customers, but we, we're actively targeting at the moment is NHS as well. So uh, we've got a few hospitals that we look after uh, and that is a market that we've put a lot of focus on recently uh, and looking to grow uh, quite a lot this year. Okay, so um, how does it work? And I, I'm asking this because I, I used to work at a radio station and uh, obviously they're kind of keeping the power on. If there's a power cut, it's fairly critical. Yeah. So they used to have this thing called the UPS in the corner, which was just a really big battery yeah. that never worked. Um, <laughs> and then a plug on the wall outside so that um, they could plug a generator yeah. into it. Getting hold of a generator very quickly when there's a power cut was not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, how do, do you just sell really big batteries? Well, oh, how, how does it work? So we've got we've got quite a wider range of products. So we've got the sort of the consumer-based products where it might be backing up just a TV or the PS PlayStation 4 or whatever console they've got. Um, but then we've got customers who are wanting to back up the whole comms room. So the UPS, in essence, is when the power goes off, the UPS is already there providing power to the equipment. If the customer's wanting like a longer run time, say like 24 hours, that's when a generator comes in. So we actually supply generators as well as UPS. Um, so there's like a, a switch on the wall called an ATS panel. So when the power goes off, this ATS panel notices that the power's gone. The UPS is already backing up the load and then it'll switch the power from the UPS to the generator to for that prolonged uh, run time. Um, but we, we sell both items and it tends to be uh, clients who um, it's really critical that they keep their their equipment running some customers if their phone system goes off it's neither here or there as long as they can shut it down properly after 10 minutes that's perfect but like i said some customers they want it they can't have any downtime it's got to be like hospitals for example you can't have any downtime in those sort of environments it's got to be running 24 7 and that's just how it is let's let's talk a little bit then about the um the, the the idea of and uh, the train of thought that went through your mind when you decided to set up a business in the middle of a recession. How did that come about? Um, well, I've always wanted to have my own business. Um, it was sort of me taking control a little bit. I was in a I was a sales role, uh, which I loved. It was a fantastic job. Um, I learned a lot from the company I used to work for. But for me, I just wanted to take my career to that next sort of level. And and to be fair, it's where, where I lived with my, when I used to live with my parents. Uh, the people who had the nice cars and the nice houses on the estate had their own businesses. So that intrigued me as well, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being uh, brutally honest. But it was just, I just felt that if I could make it now, I could make it at any time. And, and, I must admit, like my fa my family thought I was mad when I said said it when I came home one night and said, "Right, I'm going to go and make it. I'll try and make it on my own," uh, because they saw that I got a really good job. You know, I was earning a good living. But for me, like I said, I just wanted to to really 
create something for, for me and, and just prove something to myself a little bit that I could do it. Um, and like I said, after about three months earlier, like I said earlier, after three months, I must admit, I was thinking, oh gosh, I might have made a bit <laughs> of a bad decision here. But, but like anything in life, I just think if you put the hard work in and you really stick at it, uh, you can do anything really. It's just the hard work and just having the sort of guts to go and do it. Um, and it's paid off for me. So, okay. so I'm very fortunate, really. Uh, I'm going to try and phrase this question uh, in a way that doesn't cause any offence to anyone. <laughs> um, but kind of power backups. It's not the sexiest thing in the no, world. Um, so I guess I'm thinking particularly about those early days. So I guess now, you know, obviously you've got... Um, people that work with you on the kind of the marketing and things like that, when it's just you and you think, how do I go about going to that first person and saying, hey, you really need this. It's it's yeah. brilliant. Um, but what you're not going in and it's not, you know, it's not all singing, all dancing. It's something that's a little bit like, actually, you'll probably never, ideally, you'll never have to use this thing yeah. that I'm going to try and sell to. How do you do that? It's it's a, it's a good question. <laughs> um, what tends to happen with our sort of industry a lot of companies tend to be very much um, reactive rather than proactive. Right. So it's when they've had a power cut and they go, oh, actually, <laughs> we haven't got this in place or we have got this in place, but it's not working correctly. So it, it's basically being able to get that message out there. So if, if it does happen, then obviously we're at the forefront of the minds, you know, if they need something doing. Um, I mean, uh, to be fair, a lot of companies now are becoming a little bit more proactive because it's quite... Uh, you know, readily available in the news a lot of the time that, you know, there is a lot of uh, power issues, uh, power problems and, and we, you know, and people think, well, what, what happens if I do have a power cut? Can I continue doing business or can't I, or what do I need in place? Um, and it tends to be mainly IT infrastructure that UPSs or generators are used to back up. And that's where a lot of our customers are in the IT sort of industry. So that it is in the forefront of the mind, really. So coming up to this uh, this ten year anniversary is kind of it's one of those moments where it's good to kind of pause and take that look back. Yeah. So as you kind of look back over uh, over those ten years, what are the moments that really stand out to you as being those almost like tear to the eye big success moments where you just think, oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, I'd say the first one probably is my first ever order. Mm-hmm. It was someone who who believed in me that they could that I could do this and I could produce provide a solution and. We actually, uh, as part of our ten-year anniversary, we actually we still got we still do business with this customer. Um, they're like a large uh, end user in Leeds, and we're actually maintaining their equipment for free uh, this year as a, right. as a little bit of a That's nice. give me back because, like I said, they they believed in me ten years ago that I could deliver it, and and we did, and it's you know it's gone from there. But the the thing that really I suppose made the company was um, was about two years in. We won a large pr- uh, project for the Docklands Light Railway, um, and it was to do uh, multiple sites for them to basically provide battery backup for signalling and that sort of thing. And that's what sort of gave me that kick, like kick, I suppose, yeah. to know that I could do this. And and it, there was a lot of work involved, but it was well worth it. It was just to prove to myself that I could do it. Uh, and then it just seemed to, like, again our name got out there that we could deliver these large projects then we started getting passed here there and everywhere and, and i suppose last year as well uh we had a 40 percent growth which is one of the we've only grown by 50 percent before that uh, about four or five years ago we grew by 40 percent last year 
and and that's down to again how good like a team we've got and I'll be honest with the end of last year uh, when I was looking at back of it I was thinking wow how how am I in this situation <laughs> how how are the people put me in this situation here um, yeah, I just feel very fortunate of the team that I've I've got. Really, it's a great moment. Um, we touched on earlier that you've gone from you know you yourself to a team of what more than twenty um, people now all together. Um, what have been the kind of the challenges as you've as you've grown and how have you kind of got past them? Yeah, um, I don't think uh, this doesn't sound unprofessional, but I think when I started, there wasn't as much sort of red tape as such. Obviously, uh, with the pension schemes that's coming in and that sort of thing, you've got to be a lot more um, on ball, I suppose. So I've had to surround myself by re- with really good people, good accountants, yep. good financial people, good you know legal people, and and that's what how we sort of like had to uh, to go about it is that we've had to as the business has grown we've had to spend more money in obviously training people as well so obviously the customers uh, customer services get is going to be top notch but also the admin side of things we've obviously brought people internally to take care of that so obviously we're doing everything right I, I'd, I'd say it's it when you employ more people as well obviously that it can be quite difficult uh, employing people. Um, I always got told, and I hope I hope this doesn't offend people. Uh, I always got told business is really easy until you have to employ people because <laughs> <laughs> when you're looking after yourself, it's fairly uh, straightforward. But then when you start bringing people on, obviously, there's a lot more. Uh, you know, a lot more can go wrong. So I, suppose, I, should, I shouldn't, probably shouldn't say that, but it, but it is it is true, and, and it does. It makes the business. It just changes it all to get changes the dynamic of the business. But to grow a business, you do need people. You need very good people, and that's where I've been very fortunate. I've brought the right people on and really good people who are, are focused on obviously delivering what the the message of the company is. Great stuff. Um, so we talked a little bit earlier about kind of in those early days of of how you sort of pitched to those first few clients. So how's that changed then? So how how do you go about kind of marketing, um, advertising, promoting what you do now? Yeah. So there's a it's a mix really. Um, we do it the old fashioned way. So we've got salespeople who actively target sort of potential customers and, and seeing if there's room for us in their business, you know, if we can offer them a service that they require. Um, we also do uh, obviously Google, so pay-per-click as they call it. So obviously people search that they want a UPS in Sheffield, will be at the top of Google, away we go. Um, and I think a lot of people like sort of use LinkedIn as well for like marketing um, again, uh, best being very successful on that, getting the message out there, you know, and showing us off as a sort of a, a brand, I suppose, a friendly company to do business with, obviously knowing what we do um, and, and that sort of thing. So that's that's where we sort of had a lot of our focus on the social social media side recently. Um, that's about it, really. Okay. Um, you've um, worked with people up and down all over the country. Um, thinking specifically then about kind of Sheffield and the business scene in Sheffield mm. right now, I guess there's quite a lot of, um, of companies and organisations that you work with um, here. How, how do you kind of see the business scene right now in Sheffield? I think it's it's really, I mean, it's really changing. Um, I mean, when I first started, we used to do a lot of business with sort of like local steel firms with IT, sort of small IT technology, then it's obviously all gone cloud-based. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously putting it into data centres. Uh, but the majority of our customers actually in Sheffield are IT sort of resellers. 
is a massive hub in Sheffield for IT companies. Um, you've got some really big IT vendors who are, who are basically multinational companies, but their head offices are in Sheffield. So we've been very fortunate that that was our sort of main route to market uh, and that we're in the hot hotbed of Sheffield, in you know, in the centre of it all, uh, so we've been able to form them relationships um, very easily. Um, I mean, Sheffield as a as a city, obviously, is a is a, a more of a student um, uh, place. So, obviously, getting uh, people on, obviously, recruiting people straight out of university, that sort of thing has been great for the business as well because there's new ideas coming through. Um, even though I'm, I like to still think I'm still quite young, 34 going on 35, uh, but you do need young people coming in with new ideas because they're the next generation who are going to push the business forward. And, and that's where we've had a lot, again, a lot of success. We're, we're recruiting locally from, you know, the universities and colleges and what have you. Right. Um, here's the toughie. So I right. want three words that you think sum up your business. Um, I think the the main one is dynamic. Um, reason why that is is that we we've been able to change sort of things in the company to suit the customer, in which some of our competitors who might be a little bit larger uh, have. It would well it'd take them a year, two years to make the changes we made in yep. like me just making a decision straight away. Um, I'd say we're also a very uh, tenacious company i suppose in okay. some ways and that's a good word yeah I, I, because we the reason why i say that is because i well, obviously i started in the middle of the recession and and just no wasn't an option you yeah. know not making it work just wasn't an option whatsoever i had to make it work and and that sort of philosophy and that sort of drive uh, is the same with a lot you know the staff at, at, within my business um third one wow gosh I, I know it's not one word but i'm gonna say it's forward thinking i always think that we're as a business we're always people are following us what we're doing we're, we're always coming up with new ideas new ways of looking at our industry our industry can be quite old hat if i'm honest um it tends to be that the it industry does something and then the ups industry follows it about five years after in which we're coming up with ideas which sort of help well basically make our industry a little bit more understandable rather than kind of keeping it track try to keep it quite niche we like to allow customers to make quite an educated and informed decision when they're purchasing the product in which not a lot of our competitors do so uh, i don't know if i can use forward thinking but i'm going to use it anyway well, hyphenate it counts, <laughs> counts as one counts as one um i, I, I want to kind of take you back in time a little bit now yeah. so i want to go back what well, just just over 10 years and uh you're talking to your younger self yeah. who's at that moment that crossroads of just thinking ah oh, i think i'm going to start my own business yeah. if you could give your younger self one piece of advice from what you've learned over the last 10 years what would it be gosh that's a good question um i think just don't give up i mean a lot it's very easy isn't it, just to call it a day uh, and like i said in uh, three months in i must have like i said it you know it was it was uh yeah it was looking uh, it weren't looking great i'll be honest um because uh, I mean, I was living. I had mortgages to pay. I had to go and get my a car and what have you. Um, but I just, I just say keep at it, work hard, and, and like if you put with business, it's very, really straightforward in my opinion. The more you put in, the more you get out. If you're willing to put in the hours, you're willing to work hard. Um, it'll always work. You'll meet the right people. You put yourselves in situations that you know 
will get you get you in the position that you we want to be in. But you got to put yourself out there, and especially a lot with social media these days, is you got to get the name out there. You got to put yourself out there. You got to go and see customers. You got to go and offer something for free to maybe get an opportunity down the line. It's showing. So going that above a bit above and beyond compared to you to everybody else. Um, that's what I've learned anyway o- over the time I've been in business. This is going to sound a little bit like a, a job interview question here, but uh, <laughs> let's look ahead to the next 10 years. Where would you like to be in 10 years' time? Um, well, at the moment, we operate in the UK mainly. Um, we do do a bit of business in France, um, but we want it to be more of like a multinational business. So we are actively looking at Ireland at the moment as mm-hmm. a market to move into. Um, Holland, Germany, uh, Middle East as well. Um, we think that we can take this sort of way of doing business that we we do it in the UK out to market in other regions, and and, and where where we sort of have a lot of successes because we as a business we're like a vendor agnostic sort of company. So we'll go in to a company and put forward what we think is the best product. But again, not a lot of our competitors offer that sort of service. And we're noticing after we've done some market research that, again, in these other countries, they're not doing this sort of service over there. So we think there's a real real uh, hunger for that sort of service in these other markets. And that's where I really want to take the business. And that's what I want to get my teeth into to next. So you, you started up a business during a recession yeah. and now you're going to look to break into Europe just yeah. as the UK leaves the <laughs> EU. Yeah. You don't do things simply, do you? No, well, no why not? <laughs> why, why, make it, why make it easy for myself? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a task, isn't it? It's, it's something to, to do. Um, I think, uh, obviously, with what's going on with Brexit, um, gosh, I hate that word because uh, I've heard it for the last few years. Um, it's, it's you know, the choice of the people, but, you know, business goes on, you know, life goes on, doesn't it? Just because we're leaving it doesn't mean we can't do business with them. And, and I just think with Ireland especially, it's quite an emerging market. I just think if you if you offer the fundamentals of, uh, of a good business, like good customer service, um I think you can do well anywhere, to be fair. Um, and yeah, that's what we're going to do. So uh, watch this space, I suppose. <laughs> okay, let's say there's someone that's listening to this that's having a massive panic attack now because they thought, I've, I've never even thought about this and I need to, <laughs> I need to have some kind of redundancy in place. Yeah. Um, so what is the best way of someone finding out more about what you guys do and getting in touch? So we've obviously got a website, so uh, which is www.securepower.com. Uh, obviously, it goes into a bit of detail on what we do, the services we offer, the products we offer. We've also got like a YouTube uh, sort of channel where we've done where we've basically shown jobs projects we've done in the past. Yeah. Uh, one of them being for Transport for Greater Manchester, where we supplied a generator to back up the whole building in case there's any major incident in the centre of Manchester. So that'll give you sort of an idea, sort of the projects that we can do. Um, also, we've put a lot of messages out onto social media. So if you uh, check like Twitter, um, I think it's at Secure Power. And, um, and, and again, that's getting the message out there, sort of uh, services we offer. Um, or, I mean, if you want to add me on LinkedIn as well, um, it's Jonathan Morley. Uh, if you search Jonathan Morley at Secure Power, you'll find me. I'm more than happy just, even if it's just to give some free advice, you know, I'm always willing to help people uh, get, you know, help them out. That's just, I suppose that's how I've been brought up, I suppose, just help help people if they need it. 
I like that, brilliant. What a nice way to end. Uh, Jonathan, thank you very much for your time and uh, good luck for the next 10 years. My pleasure, thank you. Thank you very much. Find us at steelcitybusiness.com and subscribe to get our new episodes first. Audio marketing works. Talk to the Rebel Base Media team about creating a custom, cost-effective podcast for your business at rebelbasemedia.io.